Hey guys, it's Aaron here. This is a different episode of BTS. Uh, we decided to use the digital Q&A we did from Sinweek to kind of give you more behind the scenes talk and questions from you and our Sin Club members. So we'll be back with the regular stuff next week, but for now, enjoy the Q&A. I've learned a lot about filmmaking in general or story. What? You've learned about filmmaking? <laughs> Cinema sins? <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Hello! Welcome to Sin Week! Uh, this is the first event of Sin Week 2022. Thank you to all our amazing members of the Sin Club who uh, many of whom have joined us in the last couple of days. It's been so encouraging to uh, see so many of you coming and hanging out with us and uh, supporting what goes on here. Um, I'll go through kind of what we're doing tonight. Before I do that, though, some introductions. Uh, please welcome Mr. Jeremy Scott, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause, Jeremy. Oh, it's me. Woo! It's me. Hi. Yeah. Uh, and give a warm welcome to our friend Ian Whittington. Hi. <laughs> and of course, Chris Atkinson in the upper right corner. Welcome to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. How's it going? Uh, Daniel Cardoso down in the lower left. Good to see mm -hmm. Daniel hanging out with us today. Lower center square, Danae Hughes. What? What? Hanging out. Right. And finally, Jonathan Watkins, lower hey. right. What up? Yeah. Last and least. Hello. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it in that uh, order for everybody? I hope. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all of us. Well, also Aaron Dicer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, we are excited. So we have uh, some questions we're going to get to. This is a Q uh, Q&A podcast. And uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We are watching your questions come in live. So if you have something you want to ask us, that's what tonight is about. Put it in there. Um, we will select those kind of as they come in uh, to answer. I thought we were just answering Trivial Pursuit questions. I'm very confused No, that's, now. that's no. next week. That's next oh, okay. Week. Uh, also, many of you have presented questions already on the Discord. Thank you for doing that. We'll be answering some of those as well. Um, and just kind of going through and, and uh, chatting with you guys tonight. So if everybody's ready, we'll start answering your questions. Can, can we start with Catherine's question that came in at seven o'clock that says, why does Danae's hat have a W? Because that's a real easy one I can answer. <laughs> All right, we'll Jeez. go with the hard hitting questions first. Catherine asks, why does Danae's hat have a W? She's upside down. Yes, yes, I am, I'm actually a stranger things in the upside down world or whatever. Um, <laughs> this is um, from sin week so it's the w for sin week and this was our custom hat that we had for 2020 so these are <clears throat> let's see nice mm -hmm. nice the yeah. w is for without i'm i'm curious about shaggy nuts question though because i want to know how many people on this panel know who jim j bullock is oh uh, yeah i do i do yeah i think we're old enough I'm old Some of us are old enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm not old enough. Freaking Ian, born in the year 2000. <laughs> Basically. Uh -huh. is, that, is that Sandra Bullock's pet cat? Yes. Jim J. Bullock is Sandra Bullock's yes. pet it's a, cat. It's... Nailed it. Hollywood Squares in the 1980s. He was a frequent. <laughs> What's so funny? Ian saying, nailed oh. it. <laughs> 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 Put it in one. 
All right, let's kick it off here. Um, we will start with some of the pre-questions that you guys have asked, and thank you for those. Uh, with the exception of Jeremy and Chris, what was your reaction when you were approached to become a writer for the church? <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jonathan, let's start with you. What was what was your reaction? I've told the story before, but I don't know if ever, surely not everybody's heard it. So um, I wrote for Music Video Sins for about like nine months before I became a cinema sense writer. And then one day I just, it was one morning. I just got an email saying, welcome to cinema sense. And, uh, <laughs> everyone thought someone had told me. <laughs> no one had told me. So that was a cool way to start my morning. Wow. Uh, I don't I think I've ever heard that story. But it, was, <clears throat> but it was, it was like, well, it was just, you sent an email to me and Aaron saying, welcome to cinema sense. Here's your assignments. And, uh, so it was just kind of like a quick thing that happened one morning. I was like, okay, I'm writing for CinemaSins now. Yay. So I didn't, I that was my <laughs> okay. reaction. All right. Well, glad that you still wanted to be on, even oh, though we didn't discuss it with you. On. It was just a nice <laughs> surprise. So my, my first, my first memory was writing Jonathan an email, a uh, prank email saying, welcome to CinemaSins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy yep. and Chris had to stick with it and go with it. Uh, <laughs> we did. We did. Um, no, uh, Jeremy approached me to, uh, write some secret sins on La La Land. And, uh, and that, that was super fun and exciting. I really enjoyed it. And so then I just kept pestering him until he, uh, he let me write a more Similarly, stuff. It, although with Jonathan, it was an accident, but here there were people not told, uh, like, you know, Chris until after the fact, I was like, Hey, uh, by the way, these sins, uh, Dicer helped write some of those. So what do you say? We think about maybe considering him for some writing so i totally like sneaked it in there like uh mm -hmm. i don't know that guy you even movie. wrote an email um saying something like you know that guy aaron i've been talking about i well i asked him if he wanted to write some sins on la la land and just sneak it in like and, and tell nobody and he said that was a great idea so here's some sins that he wrote for la la land <laughs> and at first i was like you've got some goddamn nerve mister and then i read it and then i was like oh, okay okay yeah okay we go with those awesome. but yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the west yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh today what about you um so aaron had mentioned that there was a talk around the CinemaSins water cooler of wanting to have a, a woman on the team. And I happen to have those credentials. Mm, mm, <laughs> nice. Indeed. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was the only qualification. <laughs> that That's it. right. That's that right. was it, guys. Um, if only I had gotten out more, I would have just picked whoever was off the street first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. the, the truck the mm -hmm. like the the trash truck lady she had a shot but yep, Chris didn't catch up to the Could, truck in couldn't time get, couldn't get I couldn't run out there in time that's true <laughs> so no truly it became just a okay what does that mean and also can I write down the things that are in my head um in a way that is fun to read and to be narrated and so I just uh started writing on a couple of scripts and it turns out that the standout sin for me which is one of my favorite stories that Jeremy tells was on Aladdin when they mention the um, flying carpet up and it's like, oh, he's here. And my sin was, or she. So the brilliance of my writing <laughs> came down to two words. <laughs> I think and it's a perfect illustration. I even think I sent Chris an email saying, this is a perfect illustration of why we needed a woman on the team because I would never have thought to write, why did you uh, assume the gender of carpet? Like, 
Let mm-hmm. carpet tell you what carpet's gender is. And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, that's just a silly, small little example. But the impact of that is real. I think. It's real. Yeah. So then and we- Aaron yeah. snuck your sins in on TV sins scripts that me and him were working on. And then he told me later, I picked all of your stuff and none of his. I loved that day yeah. because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I'm good at this. But sometimes you just end up doing something and people see something in you and you just have to kind of kind of okay. And I was along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe it was um Was it Game of Thrones? No, it no, maybe that was one of them, but the one I specifically remember was um what's the one, the Handmaid's Tale, because I knew Aaron liked that show. And like the script he sent me was all, God, I fucking hate this. This is, you know, and then obviously some female centric type stuff that I'm like, Aaron's like really digging deep, man. He's like, mm-hmm. he's finding that narrator's voice. And, you know, and then it was like, no, just, just somebody else wrote better sense than him. So that's cool. You know, <laughs> uh, Ian. Well, there was talk around the cinema since water cooler that we needed an English person on the film. <laughs> right. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> then Chris just turns off on my door. Strangely, also the garbage lady that I missed was English. So, yeah. you know, so yeah. you could have saved a ton of money, just hide her instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I knew Danae um, from like D&D stuff. And are we, do I need to get my copy as well? Yes. <laughs> Um, and equally snuck some of my sins in, or asked if I wanted to write some sins for... Um, I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah, from Fountain <laughs> and the Winter Soldier, and I think everyone liked my sins better than Danae's. Or, or like, there's, no, like a, we... there's like 130 sins here for this half an hour TV show. Why did you write so much, Danae? Um, but yeah, I think one of my first sins that apparently was a standout was Unlucky Bucky Stucky Under a Trucky. I remember that. No, I was I worked on the script of the day. I remember that very well. Uh, I knew there was another writer, but I didn't know which one because there was like a few. No, he wrote for real. You actually really wrote liar. I wrote so much for that one, and that was my first like kind of semi-ish negative comment on YouTube as well. Because like that's not a sin. That's just rhyming, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, welcome to the channel. Hey, they must be new here because we've done that a million times. What you the hell? New here. Welcome to I will say this. I will say this. One of both Ian and Daniel. I'm sorry to to talk about Daniel before he even gets a chance to talk here, but one of your videos, one of your first videos, still hasn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I almost said that title too. I forgot and, about uh, the third video. I, I think it's possible that you can guess what it is based on the fact that it hasn't come out yet. It's so funny that like this happened a long time ago with uh, the Amityville horror, because we were, we wanted to uh, have something it's stupid. We, that, that Bella Thorne Amityville horror was supposed to come out. Like, I don't know what year it was supposed to come out. It, it got moved back a hundred times. 2004. Yeah. 2004. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bella Thorne was five and um and and uh we wanted to do uh the we wanted to do the uh, original and the remake and we had uh, it was it was me and a couple of other new writers and we we all get did Amy Vahar and was ready to go and then like they kept pushing it back and we kept ha- we had these scripts for like 
I think a year, a year and a half, they weren't even produced videos. This one is a produced video. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's been sitting there forever. And when we get, <laughs> we finally get to that video, it's going to be like, oh yeah. Oh what yeah. God, that was like, how long ago was that? <laughs> Hope we didn't write anything, you know, that's out of date <laughs> oh, now. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Um, and I, I'm talking about it on BTS. I won't have a clue. I'm like, yeah, I could have wrote that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? Well, there was talk around the water cooler. Oh no! I love this. I love this discussion around this virtual water cooler that we that we Guys. definitely have not been around ever. There's never been nope. a time when somebody sat around the water cooler. I don't but think I've ever been around a water cooler talking to anyone in no. my entire life, and no. I've worked in offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that that may or may not have happened. I I don't actually know. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like it might have, and then uh, and then someone probably snuck my sins into something. I probably did. I have yep. no knowledge of this. Oh but, um, man! My first memory was actually because uh, 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 was it Jake from NADPOD? I don't know how you guys got into contact, but he sent me a text and was just like, "I send your information to CinemaSins," and I was just like, "Okay," and I didn't think about twice about it because I was like, "That's a random thing." And and then like and, Danae actually contacted me, and then I was like, "Oh, it's real!" Like <laughs> and, <laughs> this is just like a weird joke. Oh and man, this is Jake connected to College Humor, Jake, right? Yeah. And I oh, remember nice. when Danae told me about this, I was like, "There are some elements of College Humor who hate us." So, <laughs> so I'm I'll be surprised to see if there's I'm surprised that there's somebody from there who actually wants to write for us or who is associated. Uh, with them that wants to write for us so uh i don't i know nothing of that so i don't it was probably just one person who came out with their one video and college humor is a huge place i've even been in that building i have um yep and uh and it's you know i mean it's probably uh, one of many who had uh, one opinion about cinema sense and then i, would, I painted like, the whole college humor experience yeah. on that one person i would like to you know for the record for those of you who are here in attendance um i believe when we hired danae we we already knew danae uh chris and i did i had met and hung out with her and dicer a few times before i think chris ever met her and I think it was, she might be a good fit and it would be good to have a woman on the team. I don't know that we started there. And I will say then when we went about hiring uh, our next two writers, which turned out to be Ian and Daniel, we did say we wanted to get as diverse as possible, but uh, those were blind hires. Like Chris and I did not know anything about either one of you guys or the other candidate um, when we were <laughs> reviewing scripts. And so, you know, we really wanted to hire, you know, I was crossing my fingers going, man, I hope we don't get two more white guys from Nashville. Um, <laughs> but uh, we really wanted to hire based on the writing. And, you know, it, it worked out. I think we have two great new perspectives in the writing that add to the voice overall. Um, but, uh, you know, there is no water cooler. Those conversations did not happen as they were portrayed here. Mm. And, <laughs> that is my official yeah. statement. Mm. Yep. Yeah, the first time I met Danae, she was pregnant and she was in my kitchen. That's right. Uh, well, oh, that's a, and one thing has really little to do with the other. No, <laughs> they don't. I was that also is true. making a sandwich. I've never I'll heard this there. story. So wait, so 
you came with Aaron to Nashville? Was that like for a convention or something? Aaron was doing our best of the year. Oh, and, and she, Danae came like, with him. I think you also did have the radio convention or something going on mm-hmm. at that point too. Yep. Yeah, she had dropped him off, and I was like, oh, hey, there's Danae from the, you know, the DNA podcast. Oh, I got you. Right. And then, and then, uh, and then didn't see her again until her child was like three years old. And the first time I met her was we were doing a, we just had like a Zoom meeting or something, and Danae was just there uh, Mm -hmm. hanging out, or you were working on something, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys had done DNA that morning or something. Mm-hmm. And Aaron introduced mm-hmm. you to all of us or the ones of us that didn't know you. So, <clears throat> yeah, in general, most of the staff has either been friends or known each other. And then um, we've just been thinking about how to, uh, yeah, have a different voice and bring in new perspectives. So um, it's really fun to see the, the whole team kind of shift and all have this water cooler between us. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, we're going to have to make a freaking water cooler. There's now. got to be a water yeah. cooler at Zenweek. Yeah, that's basically halfway yeah. there. That's yeah. true. Aaron drinks out of one every day. <laughs> and I know you were you were joking, Jonathan, but I did have a job where we had a small kitchen that had a water cooler with yeah. like filtered water. It would run the line ran from the sink to the water cooler, and we would stand in the kitchen. Some would that's get true, coffee, yeah. some would get water, and we would talk about you know the latest Breaking Bad or uh, you know whatever we were Arrested Development, whatever we were watching at that point. Um, so I think that's kind of where it comes from. I think Seinfeld is the one that the show that really invented that phrase because it was that that kind of show where if you didn't see it, you were going to be lost on all the jokes the next day. Although Saturday Night Live may have done some of that before Seinfeld came along to you, because I remember in middle school watching Saturday Night Live against my parents' wishes on a black and white TV at midnight, just so that the next day in the cafeteria, I could laugh at whatever people were. Hey, remember black and white TVs? I do. I do. Remember (laughs) antennas? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was also on a waterbed. You want to go all the way back? (laughs) I I had a waterbed for most of high school. Yes. Yeah. It popped. Uh, All right. So that's our first question. Took about 25 minutes. So uh... This is like a Kevin Smith Q&A. It is. Uh, let's go into the next one. And I will say for uh, those watching, I already told uh, everybody here, not every person is going to answer every question like we did there. I just thought those stories would be fun for everybody to hear. I thought that was a, a good place for us to start. I have like five pages of the questions you already sent us. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go here next. What movie do you think you could confidently write the entire sin script on your own? Who wants to answer that one? Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> nice. I tell you, what, it's interesting. Uh, Jeremy and I have both done this. I don't think anybody else has uh, so wow. far. I have. But no. We 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 have scripts, especially back in the 2013 through 15 era, where we wrote on our own. I think Jeremy wrote The Matrix on his own, and I wrote wow. Back to the Future on my own. And um, also, I wrote The Room and Birdemic on my yeah. own there's a couple of others in there like underworld and resident evil i think had some worry about i think friday the 13th the first one because you were talking about that scene where she's making coffee in real time you were telling me about that oh one. yeah the friday the 13th was was weird because we had just gotten i believe we had just gotten uh, uh where our videos were longer than normal and I think it was people were sort of expecting a high sin count and everything. And I was doing this Friday the 13th and I only got like 70 or 80 or something like that. And, uh, I was like, but there's so many scenes in this where it's just somebody walking from the kitchen to the living room to something. And it's, so there wasn't, a, there wasn't a lot to pick on. 
on that but i you just end up going all right i'm satisfied with us and you know there's not anything else you can that, say about this that coffee making scene is insane for anyone who's mm-hmm. never seen it i, I mean it's literally you see every step of making co- or maybe it's tea it's tea or coffee whatever it is mm-hmm. those are wildly <laughs> different processes but uh i do want to caution everybody uh, who might answer this question because i did write the matrix by myself i had seen that movie 30 or 40 times before that is a movie i wrote probably 30 sins before i even press play mm-hmm. uh just because i know the film so well and i still messed i still messed something up that chris caught there's a there's a line in there where this is actually one of the sequels i think it's the second one but i wrote that one by myself too there's a line in there where niobe says something about uh i think she says we just dropped four pads talking about the hovercraft and i have always misheard that line as we dropped down two four pads and i was like pointing out no there's pads over here and pads over here and chris is like no the, that's not what she said and i'd seen that movie so many times i had basically written that film so, so careful very mm-hmm. little toaster before you answer this question <laughs> well you may not be as capable as you think there's one in the matrix the first matrix is it the first matrix it might be yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, actually, it's got to be Matrix Reloaded. This, this is enough. This is yeah. This has got to be because you were on your own on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where Neo is fighting Agent Smith, but they're not in the Matrix anymore, and they're and they're they're because they're down in uh, whatever uh, La La Land, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're fighting. And you had a scene in there talking about they're basically equal down here or something like that. And I, and I remember like asking you about it and then you ended up just cutting it straight up. Like there was no discussion about it. And I was like, wait a minute, I think you have something here. It's like, nah, it's already sent off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, uh, and it would, I think it was a good, it was a good one because it's trying to make it seem like agent Smith and and Neo still have the same powers down in, you know, in this uh, place and they don't, they're not in the matrix anymore. And, uh, and they're just having this fist fight and it's like, this is just regular, this is regular (laughs) Mr. Anderson versus whoever mr smith is my favorite thing is that we've gone like five minutes and only danae has answered for 20 seconds and (laughs) Mm -hmm. the question has thus therefore otherwise been ignored that's true it's truly a kevin smith type of q a for sure yes i would say clue for me Mm. Uh, i don't think i'd have a problem with clue i know that movie i know every second of that movie and also my other answer which is kind of a joke and kind of not is jason takes manhattan i think i would Mm. kill that script Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i would let you have it (laughs) Mm -hmm. we might get there eventually we've done the first two you never know Mm -hmm. uh if you ever want to if you ever want to send swing kids i think i can i think i can knock that one out well it's only it's only a matter of time before swing becomes a thing again that's right. <laughs> or yeah. just a f- fucking Swing Kids reunion. Swing Kids 2. Yeah. 40 years mm-hmm. later. Now I they have like, canes. That Cherry Pop and Daddy's comeback tour is happening soon. It's got to mm-hmm. be. So You're right. Yeah. You're right. What does that mean, Cherry Pop and Daddy's? <laughs> it's a weird name <laughs> for a band. It's about desserts. It's about desserts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought it was sounded kind of dirty. I don't even remember the song. I just remember the name of the band. I don't mm-hmm. remember their, their hit. <laughs> Anybody else want to answer before we move on? Yeah, I could, I could easily, I say easily, do Star Trek First Contact because that's, I think of all the Star Trek films, the ones I've, the one I've seen the most, and I'm sure I would get something very specific wrong about why the ship wouldn't have exploded or would have done or whatever. <laughs> but my, my kind of jokey one is Evolution. Oh, <laughs> David Jacobini. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Comment. What? <laughs> what did you call it? Evolution. Mm. 
Sorry, evolution. I'd rather it be evolution <laughs> I do here. I man. I like that. Mm, Let's mm, go with so, that. Well, I'd sin evolution because it's just an easy one to sin. Um, <laughs> Can I draw <laughs> I over his again. face? Do I sound that Southern? <laughs> yeah. That's a nice uh, All right. Uh, we'll head on to the next one. Um, <laughs> if you could hire any celebrity as a guest narrator, who's your dream voice? Hmm. I I meant to look her name up. The woman who does Yzma's voice on um Oh God, what is her I'm gonna look it up. On from what, what is that Empress New Groove. Yeah. Cause she has such an incredible voice. Like just I, the way that it yeah. sounds and I think it would be really fun to hear. That's the kit. Yes. Oh so wow. She has like this like this gritty sort of gravelly voice and not the lever. Yeah, the way that she just expresses, I think it would be really fun to hear yeah. her take on a narration. She passed mm. away in 2008, just FYI. But oh, other than, oh, no. Is, that, is that a limitation? <laughs> I don't know. They're yeah, mm -hmm. if you go swimming with sharks, they're never dead. They're, they're just... That's true. What is it? They're just unavailable? Is that what it is? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that in swimming with sharks, it's like, don't, don't say that. Don't ever yeah. say that. She's just totally unavailable. that she passed away. But she that's was still one like of the original it. Catwoman. Yep. Oh, she's got Anybody else? I mean, first of all, I'm personally offended by this question. <laughs> um, second of all, I've had, I'm still scarred from that Kevin Smith experience where he co-wrote and co-narrated on Star Wars and had banked the same for Empire and Return of the Jedi. And mm -hmm. a large enough portion of our fan base was apparently anti-Kevin Smith, which aside, how can you be anti that guy but anyway um and left enough negative comments and downvotes he went on and commented and said i love this video and these guys i don't i'm sorry i ruined the thing that i love blah 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 and then didn't want to do the other two videos and i don't blame him uh i'm scarred from that uh so i don't know that i want anyone that i like to come on and guest narrate because i'm afraid five percent of our fans will shit pile them <laughs> and make them feel like hell uh, but if I just went on voice alone, James Earl Jones. Yeah. yeah. He did not die in 2008. No, he didn't. He's nope. still, he was in Coming to America. I remember coming, coming uh, to America. getting that that vo that narration from Kevin Smith and I because I was on the edit for that uh that movie and I was uh I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And like he like he took sins we wrote and then turned them into the Kevin Smith rants and then I was like, these are really funny, man. I can't wait till everybody gets to hear this. We also, and this is a funny, this is weird because we actually played this video without the Kevin Smith stuff at the Providence, uh, uh, the Rhode Island Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, we played it without that. And then later on played it, we had the new Kevin Smith stuff in there later and people demanding to see the original version. That was upsetting. I, I like, still remember right. him going off about uh, Luke Skywalker wanting to have sex with the droids. That's why he was going to get droids, or it was something like that. It was. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember either. It but I know that, like that. I know that he would take the sin that was written that we thought were the right ones for him or whatever, and then he just he just went off on a whole tangent, which was amazing. So I was like, He's God, great. this is so good. I can't wait till people hear this. And you know what? Just like anything, it's probably a very vocal minority, and and everybody else liked it. And but you know it's hard to hard to ignore those thanksgiving day that was thanksgiving day that video came out and so mm. i spent the entire day eating turkey in sadness mm -hmm. 
right. Somebody else. I think Denny Huggies would be a really good uh, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I would love Morgan Freeman or Samuel L. Jackson to do our sins videos. Um, I can't, I, especially Samuel L. Jackson, because you yeah. know he could pull off the anger. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, I think that would be awesome to hear him go through a rant of some sort, especially like, a Harry Potter rant or something like that would be <laughs> so incongruous to what he is and everything. It would be so funny to hear him, you know, talk about, you know, how do they, you know, <laughs> just go through a whole paragraph just of a, a rant. Punk in his wand. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote exactly. down JK Simmons. I think he'd kind of fall under that. Too, oh yeah, for he'd sure. Be, uh, he's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. I would love um, Tom Hardy, but the Welsh accent that he does for Locke instead because when he gets really angry at his dad in the fact that I, no, I want him to do the Bane mm-hmm. voice, right? So was we that... couldn't even understand anything. Was that a good accent? Because that's not his native accent, is it? It's not, but it's fantastic. It's a yeah. very, Wait, is, very good he from? Um, He's from London or something. He's, he's okay. very English, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great Welsh accent. I can't believe he survived this. <laughs> uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh yeah, oh, Jeff Goldblum. I believe be uh, uh, in this moment uh, the sin yeah. <laughs> being committed by uh, this character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believe uh, they had a lightsaber in the previous sin, and they do not have one <laughs> now in this scene. Like the current twenty minutes. Oh my God, your Jeff stuff. Goldblum impression just made me pee my pants. Be <laughs> like an hour long. Yes, it would, yes. it would be an hour long. Yeah, I was trying to think of who's who's like a really good ranter, and the first person that came to my mind was Pitt Gillette. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, he he, mean, t- he does a good rant. So that was we'd have one. to get him for Beyond the Grave too. But Sam Kennison would fall under that. Uh, huh? Sure, sure. What Pitt Gillette? No, Sam no. Kennison. I was saying no, that. Would, the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear the Sam Kennison. No, I was like, no, when did that happen? No, no, no. Pitt Gillette's very alive. Mm-hmm. Sam Kennison, not so much. But, right. Uh, He's All right, next question. What do you think is the weirdest, most out there movie to receive an Oscar nomination? Not necessarily win one, but just get nominated. For me, it has to be Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, this was a Best Picture nominee. Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close was a really stunning mm-hmm. Best Picture nominee. I know they expanded the field. I think it was that year. But considering the critical uh, uh, you know, the critical response, and I believe it wasn't that big of a hit either, the fact that it got best picture was truly out there to me. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, it was really weird that it got nominated. That was Anyone the first else? year, right? So I think it was 2010, 2011, yeah. where, where one of those where they were like, well, the dark Knight didn't get nominated. So now we've got to expand it to 10 for some reason. So I, you know, let's, let's put, let's make it for, let's make, let's make room for extremely loud and incredibly close when we do that. So it wouldn't have shocked me even if they had 10 that year, if Dark Knight still didn't get nominated, though, because it is it's just so rare for a comic. I mean, Black Panther is the only one, right? I think <clears throat> didn't Suicide Squad get nominated? The, the well, not best picture, but yeah, it got nominated. It won for uh, makeup, maybe makeup. I think it was makeup. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's the Oscar winning Suicide Squad. That's the I can't believe call. that the first three Transformers films have all been nominated for varying oscars yeah. in like special effects and whatever i just i mean there's <sighs> a trash heap of oscar nominees out there because of some aspect that was good in the movie that was the only good aspect of the movie yeah. so what yeah. my uh my i love the movie but it's just more ridiculous nomination 
Um, I love Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. Oh, I think yeah. It, I think it's insane, though, that he got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. It's fucking Hamlet. Like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't add anything. Mm-hmm. He literally filmed Hamlet. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, if William Shakespeare had been nominated, fine. But it's just like, it's crazy. Like, what, what a weird... Even yeah. I think he even said something about that at the time. Like it was, they had to give him a credit because you have to do that with a guild and everything. But like, he didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. All right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, what existing sins video would you like to get a different writer's take on? Similar, <laughs> similarly, what's one movie you didn't write for you wish you had? Who wants to tackle this one? Um. So uh, this is this is one of those where you're like, uh, do I <laughs> like? If I answer this, <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, I, so I kind of wanted, I kind of, I'm, I'm do the schedule. So I'm responsible for people who write on these scripts, but, uh, the first blade runner, I think would have been good for me, uh, to get to be on. And that, and that was, it's just a, it was just a thing that I would have liked to have been on. And I, I think I wasn't on it just because there was just too many other ones that I was on that, that, uh, that particular month. But, um, the ones that I want to see all of you guys on that you were not around for at the time, uh, we had, before there was a sin week, there was a sex week. What? I'm going to just leave it there. No, I um, that. <laughs> why did we stop that the year I got hired? Wait. Well, there, oh was, uh, there was when 50 shades of gray came out, we decided to tent pole all of the <laughs> tent pole. We started to, uh, we were, uh, we were, we wanted to do a bunch of other movies that had, you know, explicit sexual activity in them and send those movies. So we had basic, basic instinct. We had Showgirls, and we had nice. nine and a half weeks in the oh. entire, for the entire week. That was a lot of fun, by the way. That's the most perviest ever week we've ever done. <laughs> I, there were, there were times, there was one, the funniest thing ever, by the way, was the basic instinct one where Michael Douglas has the, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> But he's, uh, he's looking up at her while he's uh, pleasuring her. And he's like, he's like, uh, and, and the sin is, I'm going to eat you out face. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, um, and I just, it was, and we, I remember we had to like, I remember we saw the first version of that video and Jeremy was like, okay, we can't see anything in this frame, but we're going to have to like do something here because it's so <laughs> obvious that it's in between her legs at this point. Anyway, would have been great. It would be great to redo those videos with all of your input on it. Uh, just to see what you would come up with Remember because when... that was a lot of fun. Chris and I took a trip with a couple of guys from our management company to New York and we met with, you know, some media companies and we, all those meetings were basically spitballing ways we might create content. To work together so i think we'd met with some people at bravo because i remember that guy was like he opened the meeting by saying tell me what you know about our shows and i wanted to say goodbye um, <laughs> as, yeah. as if our collaboration was dependent on our knowledge of his previous success anyway really derailing here uh but chris and i took a meeting with a media company i will not name where we went in and they had four employees there and uh two of the three of them were female and to show them an idea of our content, we played the Tangled video, 
Oh God! Uh, was yeah. it Tangled? No, yeah, not Tangled. It was frozen. Were frozen. Yeah, it was frozen. Those are like two of your highest views too. Anna right? wakes yeah. up in bed and her hair is all tangled, and the sin is I'd still hit it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I wanted to crawl <laughs> under the table. And honestly, forty-five minutes later in this movie, in this meeting, I was talking about my underwear. I shit you not, uh, because they <laughs> asked about mm-hmm. brands that we would be passionate about and i was so in love with my new kind of underwear i just started saying i i would pay them <laughs> to let me advertise for these underwear this was a very <laughs> weird meeting that uh, those of you who are not there should be glad you were not there oh no <clears throat> amazing she amazing. hey the that the person who was uh, in charge of that meeting to her credit was just like oh this is totally cool with me yeah she did not but, act as though she was offended yeah even though uh, i still wanted to crawl up into a hole and the die. point of the sin is that her hair didn't make a difference if she's pretty she's pretty it's not about the hair it's uh-huh. not that right. i want to have sex yep. with a cartoon mm-hmm. yep. you guys know mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Right? it's not only about that it's not yeah, only yeah. About right. The hair. Yeah. right correct uh anybody else uh, i just wrote real quick i did uh because i was thinking of stuff before i was there and then i actually came across one before i think all of us were there except for chris and jeremy but uh I thought it would be interesting to get Danae's perspective on It Follows. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you did Jennifer's body. Uh, and that was fascinating. So I, I, It Follows is kind of another one of those like social type horror movies that uh, it would be really cool to have your perspective on. So that was mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that she'd probably enjoy well. that more yeah. than Jennifer's body. I mean, I like both movies, but Jennifer's body is a lot more great. Well, Jennifer's body's got like comedy in it though and stuff. Like It Follows is pretty, it's pretty bleak. It mm-hmm. is. Yep. Well, we just ground this show to a halt. All right. Now, <laughs> that says, good night, everybody. <laughs> Mine's easy. I would have loved to do Back to the Future. Like, that's always mm. going to be a little, a little, little bit of sadness in my life that I didn't get to sin Back to the Future. But at the same time, maybe it's a blessing. Sometimes you just don't want to sin the stuff that you love, perhaps. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, that would have been fun. Uh, all right. We'll go on to the next one. Uh, what food or snack would you add to movie theater concession stands? Okay. This is a booby trap of a question. No matter what you answer, somebody's going to say, I've been to a theater that sells mm-hmm. that in a concession stand. Mm-hmm. And sure. I both appreciate and hate that question. My answer is beef jerky is still my favorite movie snack. And I bring it myself because they don't seem to ever sell what? it. What? Cue the comments saying they saw beef jerky down at Austin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mine was sushi, but you'd have to actually have like a sous chef. Like you couldn't just have like, you know, just gas station sushi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that'd be awesome. And I'm sure there's one somewhere that has like a, a sous chef. Sure. Like Beverly sure. Hills or something. Uh, I would go with uh, Lucky Charms. Or cinnamon mm. toast crunch, one of the two. Mm. Uh, mm. I have seen you eat Lucky Charms, like a lot of Lucky Charms at that buffet we were at that one time. Yeah, I love Lucky Charms. Maybe never mind. Cereal at I'm a buffet? Yeah, it was a breakfast buffet. It was the it was when we were at that uh, Comic Con uh, first weekend. I met Aaron. We ran so, into each other. In, in my in my imagination, it was just this buffet of all different kinds of cereal. Oh, I think Lucky Charms yeah. was one of the cereals. You mean you mean heaven? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, it's, it's one of those things where I think cereal is a great, like snack snack, like you can have milk in it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. I eat most of my cereal with milk, but like Lucky Charms is a great, just like snack snack. And I think like breakfast cereals can be dry snacks mm-hmm. and they just aren't often used that way. 
Yes, let's add more crunches to the general. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Uh, what I was Chris thinking. is like, fuck you and your lucky dude. Talk. Seriously, the, the, the crunching. Was it the question? The crunching no, must yeah. go. It's gotta I, go. If I own a movie theater, no crunchies. No Sorry. Crunch. <laughs> well, then you'll love mine. Mine's fresh fruit. Like there you go. Strawberries well, and melons. Yeah, it can't be apples, right? It can't yeah, be apples. Okay, okay. <laughs> Is there yep. like a crunchometer where we have to measure everything's crunch? There should so just be the answer is like Chris's an answer is like mashed potatoes. Like what the hell? <laughs> 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 no, <Fuck> you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Water I down mean, rice. Like like gushers that would be the candy that i'd want them to serve at uh at a nice. at a uh, so that, those make no noise except the happy noise inside of your mouth when you eat <laughs> uh anybody else want to say a shot at that one i would remove some things yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's hear it aside from all the crunchy stuff uh that uh that already exists um nachos um i don't know that might be about it but uh no it's it I think it's mostly fine, but I do know there's kind of like a trend of like they're kind of expanding concessions a lot in different places. You have like almost like restaurant type stuff, but like the yeah. uh, Alamo, like dining theaters. Stuff, yeah, we have some I, of those. I I have I do enjoy those places and whatnot, but I am a bit nostalgic for like like the like, I, I guess the the golden era of my of my like preteen youth of like going to the movie theater. So like. It's just like Sour Patch Kids, popcorn, and soda, mm. and I like. I feel like I don't really need anything else. We That's have a mm-hmm. we have a dine-in theater in Franklin, Tennessee, and it seems like every time I get stuck in one of those, I've always got like the five people around me that order fish, and that smell mm-hmm. <laughs> for like two and a half hours is you just don't not need that. And I'm yeah. telling you, those nachos. I ate those Regal nachos. Uh, consistently while working for Regal. I don't know what they're serving today, but the cheese back then was at least it's a bag of Doritos. chemicals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, Dorito, those nachos are crunchy. They're smelly. If you're serving fish at a movie theater, it's like, it's like you don't even know what you're doing. God, I should get back into that business, except it would kill me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's see. What movie do you know, capital K-N-O-W, that you could write a better ending to? What movie do you know Ooh. that you could write a better ending to? Oh. This is obscure, a little bit of obscure, but uh, The Spanish Prisoner, I could write a better ending to. It's one of those movies. David Mamet did this back in mm-hmm. the 90s. It stars Steve Martin and uh, Campbell well, Scott. You, I'm very curious here. I don't hate that ending, but I, I've always thought it was a little I can't abrupt. remember what the ending is. Well, the thing is, so I don't know if you want to go through the whole movie, but like 
it, Campbell Campbell Scott uh, is being conned by Steve Martin throughout the entire the the entire time, and uh, and uh, I can't remember the uh, David Mamet's wife's name that's in that movie too. Uh, Rebecca Pigeon uh, is um, is uh, is a uh, sort of like his her her uh, his friend in this mm-hmm. who's like helping him out and everything. But anyway, uh, he's being conned. And then by the end of it, like there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen. Like he has to look out in the most extreme way. He, uh, he, uh, and, and, and it's like, he could have easily been killed, but then there's like these two undercover cops who show up at the end who are like, Oh, we were, we had your back. It's like, well, what happened if you weren't ready for the surprise ending yet? You would have just let this guy die. Basically. It's if you haven't seen the movie, I don't, you this none of this makes any sense to you but it, it it's too it's too like it's too easy what happens at mm-hmm. the end there's a there's a point where he gives the boat guy a ticket and he's like it says here you're going to columbia why would you want to go there why would you want to go there and then he's like he realizes oh no rebecca pigeon is evil because she's the one who gave me this ticket and then it's like a whole bunch of stuff falls into place yeah, in the sure. last 10 minutes <clears throat> of that movie oh i love the movie though yeah mm-hmm. love the movie, the movie so, rules. yeah yeah uh, x-files i want to believe <laughs> <laughs> is that the is that the second one no that's the yeah because no, the first one was fight the future you're talking about oh, the one I mean the the, first with one, the pedophile sorry. no i mean the first one that okay. has it ends with the spaceship taking off and yeah that's pretty right. easy ending there is don't do that mm. because as soon as you go back into the next season it's everyone forgot that happened and even scully is managing to deny it so if that's where you're going don't do it in the movie i just i don't know what they were thinking i have a lot of weird towards how they did the x-files movies that movie is so weird i agree that ending should be different just give us something you you are no further advanced at the end of that movie than when you walked into it speaking (laughs) of uh movies that end with a spaceship taking off uh kingdom of the crystal skull i'm positive i could write a better ending to that movie uh you you could you write a better beginning and middle there's a million things you'd have to change to get to, yeah. to I, you know to even make that movie watchable i yeah. keep like the ant scene maybe and mm. that's that's about it i keep mm. kate blanchett uh, yes. i've always yeah. seen it once i i don't know what i'm talking about oh that, <laughs> just ignore me <laughs> that john stewart directed steve carell movie irresistible oh my no, god no kidding. i cannot believe down. that ending which is super charming and interesting and I think even fun right up until the last 10 minutes, at which point I do <laughs> want to throw things at the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does ruin the movie. I, I can't recommend the movie because the ending is that bad. It under it pulls the rug out from everything that happened prior. Yeah. I would, you know, just something recently, I, I didn't have anything, but I just think about it. I would definitely change the ending. I think you changed the ending in Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think you got a pretty good movie. Mm, but if mm. you could if you redo that you still have the callbacks and stuff that are annoying but if you redid like that last 20 minutes i mean they could have done so much with uh, the just the surprise and and, and we keep yeah, talking you about still have them there for we sure we keep talking about the ice capades version that's an ice capades version the the mm. the non-ice capades version where you're bringing them back is where they just kind of get seamlessly uh you know uh, woven into the story instead of mm-hmm. 
I made made a call to Dan Aykroyd while he was while I was in jail, and he just happened <laughs> to show up with the other two people at the end when we j- went exactly at the time we needed them. You know, was that you saying that it would have been really cool if they had come out of the house as opposed to yeah, his friend instead of I Finn Wolfhard and and everybody? Yeah. Like it, it would have been nice if if he showed up and and they just said, "All right, well, actually, you know, you don't know that they're there, but you know that they're showing up. They're yeah. going to the place." And we don't know when they're going to be there, but we know that they're going to be. This doesn't need to be a surprise. Um, so yeah, you just uh, you just keep you 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 make it where oh we know they're showing we know they're coming, uh, and then and then they come out of the the house because they've made the plan. So anyway, anybody else? Last century. I got. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You go, you first, Angel. Uh, was it the most recent one? Matrix Resurrection. Oh, is that, is that <laughs> oh, what it's God. even called? I, I, yeah, it's resurrection, right? Because um, mm-hmm. I loved probably the first third, the first half of that movie, and then it, the movie just kind of went away from me. Like I, I, I couldn't care less by the time I got to the end of the movie. But like the first like twenty, thirty minutes of that movie, I was engaged in a way that I hadn't been engaged in a movie in a long time. Yes. So I don't know mm-hmm. what happened, and I, I honestly don't know how to fix it. Like. Well, they didn't know what either. Oh, man. This movie starts up here. Where's my hand? Starts up here, Mm -hmm. and it goes... I agree. Very quickly. The first... I totally with you. The first 20, 30 minutes, I was gripped. Uh, Good answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mine are weird. Like, for example, Serenity. I I wouldn't kill someone. Um, oh. You know, like they're like character driven more. Oh, Serenity, yeah. like you know? the, from the show, not yeah. the yeah, not the, the Matthew the movie, McConaughey the movie, right, right, right? Yeah, the yeah, movie based that's based on, on the show. There was mm-hmm. another Serenity yeah. that came out. Oh, yeah, years you ago. could totally change a lot about that Serenity. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I come agree on, with let's you, not do that. Let's let's from let's. People in the why? chat saying they love Matrix Resurrections are about to get your your Sin Week invitations rescinded. Ooh, <laughs> rescinded. No, they definitely shouldn't have killed that said person. I agree. It's it's it sucks. There's some the, the first thing that I thought of um, is a movie that I still can't think of the name of it, but it's where they go into their dreams, into their dreams, into their dreams, and then the little thingy spin, spin, spinning. Uh-huh. Inception. Yeah. Like I would I would end it with whether it stays or falls. Like just tell me. It's still lingering yeah, and, with me to this well, day. And I think the script had it falling, and they decided to leave you hanging. It's just like it, it wiggled a little bit, and I just, it's like a hanging thread in my mind forever, and I just wanted to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I just want to go fix now. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, but. Good call. Yeah. Well, I see somebody mentioning the Scott cut of Passengers, which is still a pipe dream. I did get 80% of the way there before my hard drive fell on its ass and died, mm-hmm. and I lost my wedding photos as Thanks, well as family. Passengers edit. Um, but I'd have to change more than the ending. You can't just change the ending on Passengers to make that work. You have to change. You have to reconfigure that entire. You have to re-edit that entire thing. And I, mm-hmm. I can, and I will do it. That's that, that movie. That movie, by the way, was I think almost. It seems like everybody was thinking the same thing. Like it would have been better if we just didn't see him break her out of the that uh, containment unit. Yeah, and, as long as we don't know it until she does, that movie yeah, could work. Right. <clears throat> Exactly. Uh, let's do this one. If you were to have a CinemaSins writer's movie night, what is a film that the entire team would all enjoy? Uh, mm. I will start with the uh, Jeremy Scott edition of Passengers. Uh, I think mm. <laughs> 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 uh, would take that quite a bit. So, uh, what about mm. you guys? 
I'd go with the, the killing of a sacred deer. Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just, you're just being mean. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I, such a I do need an issue. excuse to watch it, so that would be a good excuse. <laughs> oh god! You know what? You know what? Uh, I I I really like Yorgos Lanthimos, but I hated that movie too. So um, I didn't hate it, but like it was yeah. one of those where I was like, ah. Oh, Come I don't on. like it either, but it'd be worth it. And Nicole yeah. Kidman, right? So that, mm-hmm. that sucks. He did. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anybody oh, else? Oh man. Um. I mean, I would just go easy, right? I want to get. I want to get this right. Paddington Two. Like, Ooh, and if you yeah, don't like nice. this movie, there's the door. Hope you enjoy <laughs> your new job. <clears throat> I think since like half the crew are Star Trek people. Yeah, I mean, and the other half doesn't mind Star Trek, or at least likes Star Trek enough to watch it. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Six, Undiscovered mm-hmm. Country, that'd be yeah, great if you would said be the five. Target yeah. that explosion and fire. Chris yeah, is like, exactly. Yeah. This is like Star Trek Generations. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Star about, Trek Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, yeah, I never know what Danae's gonna like, but I'd still go with something like Clue because I just think that's fun for the whole. Group. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ask more questions that Jonathan can answer clue to. Yeah. Hey, man, clue is a good answer for a lot. Movie I've seen the most times. Clue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although that's probably not true. It's probably something dumb like Superman 3 or something. Because I was, you know, when you're a kid, man, you watch some stupid shit over and over. What's the best movie starring Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn? (laughs) Lord of the Rings would be a safe one. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, whatever it would be. I think it would be so hilarious, but I'm guessing we would probably have to watch it a few times because we would just riff on it the whole time. Cause I would love to be in the room uh, or just like this elongated thing. So my first thought was like, well, what movie has a lot of just emptiness where we could just riff and chat and have fun Dr. and riff Chicago? on it. I, don't, I haven't <laughs> oh seen it, but like a, Do- like a Dune type thing, right? Where there's just like these, like there's just this lot of space, So, but um, I don't want to see Dune ever again. So, talk about a talk about a movie that shouldn't have gotten Oscar nominations. Doctor Zhivago um, <laughs> stabbed that movie with the did that win best picture? I think it I did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I I don't know. It it got it's one of those that's considered like one of the best all time. And I saw it and I was like, this is boring. Very maybe boring. maybe this was maybe this was fun for people in the '60s, but it's it's not fun for me here. Yep. Uh, all right. What about this one? Uh, Sins puts a lot of emphasis on cliches that are employed in a lot of movies and television because of how widespread and transparent they can be. But do you have a favorite cliche? What is your favorite cliche hmm. in a movie? Hmm. I think my favorite that Chris came up with is that whole dial tone thing. Ah. <clears throat> because movies still, I still see movies with people on a cell phone where a call ends and you hear mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> they said, goodbye, close the phone, put it in your pocket. We understand. Hit the red button. Jesus. Uh, but Chris noticed that and came up well, with that. That's, that's actually, it's weird. That sin actually somehow is derived from Alexander Payne because on the commentary for election, he talks about how someone hangs up the phone on the other end of the line. And he says, now you notice 
there's no dial tone on that phone when it gets <laughs> when it gets hung up. Uh, I, I I wanted to be very clear with everybody on this that this does not happen in the, in the movie. And and I was like, oh wow, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And then so when it became when it came time for us to actually send movies that had the dial tone thing, that's uh, that's uh, was an easy one to go to. I like the third act con uh, third act conflict cliche, but the reason is because I never realized that they do it so much. It's so the it's, easiest way to get them to that third act. They do it every mm -hmm. time. It's wild to me that I've learned a lot about filmmaking in general or story, like the way that stories are told and what you learned about <laughs> filmmaking <or> cinema stems. Oh, <laughs> uh, did I work in your education? That's right. Cinema mm -hmm. I went to the Cinema School of. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I didn't realize how, um, I don't know, expected it is and how much leans on there being some kind of a conflict where the audience is like, oh no, the two people that love each other suddenly are fighting and it's that terrible. means that everything could fall apart by the end. And now I'm really into this because I want to make sure that they stay in love by the end and so, or whatever the conflict might be. So some of my favorite cliches are like that. If it's not that one, they're ones where because I've been, you know, riding with the guys for a while, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. That is a cliche. Um, and then my other favorite part is making new cliches. Uh, we experiment with this in TV sins a lot where we'll just make a really long one that just goes on like oh, here's another guy walks across the house and turns a doorknob and gets electrocuted cliche. <laughs> like, those are kind of fun to just throw at every once in a while to be stupid. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I did actually. Uh, I, I learned a lot from the cliche sense. Yeah, I want to jump off that uh, a little bit because the one that I never noticed until I started writing, until other people started pointing it out, is the being late cliche and the mm -hmm. energy and tension of where have you been? You know, why are you late? And it means nothing to the plot. It is mm -hmm. just a way to bring energy to that scene. And it's like, and once somebody pointed that out, I was like, that happens so much. It's and ridiculous how many it, times it happens. It is. It's crazy. And then the one that, that since I've been writing, I've noticed the most is news position. Every movie has the newscast mm -hmm. that, was that is giving year. exposition. It's ridiculous. Uh, mm -hmm. It, yeah, that one is insane to me, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My favorite, I don't know if it completely qualifies as a cliche, but it's when you dig into the bad guy's plan and when you dig into the steps that they would have had to take in order to get to an entertaining movie and what they could have done instead. Like, what's mm -hmm. the easier route that they could have done to get to the same result? And it's just every single movie has to overcomplicate either how the good guys get to the end or how the bad guy is getting everybody to the end. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's so fun to see the mechanics of. Especially why, when we're doing do that. This? We were doing that stretch of Bond films, and oh, they're I mean, the best for it. It's, it's so insane. great, and mm -hmm. they did the work for us because they explained to Bond why their plan is so batshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Any others? No, mine was News Position. That's the one that it definitely mm. I noticed so much. Um. All right. Some of your live questions. Uh. Has there been a movie, Catherine asks, that you used to love, but now you're kind of like, why did I like this again? <laughs> um, what is that movie? Hmm. So many movies. So yeah, many movies. In my mind. Um, was it uh, Iron Eagle? Has anyone seen that movie? <laughs> That's a great one. That is a great one. <laughs> Iron Eagle. That movie is 
terrible now. <laughs> As I rewatched it. Like I, I, I had a, a, a VHS tape of that. That what? Like I taped it off of like HBO, like over like s- some home movie of like my childhood or something, and watched it like every week for like a year when I was a kid, and I loved every minute of it. And I rewatched it recently, like back when um, they were talking about Top Gun coming out, uh, like maverick and then i um and i watched top gun and then i like was found out that movie came out at the same time it was like, like oh mm-hmm. i haven't seen that in like 15 years let me rewatch that and then i was watching i was like i don't know i don't know why i like this movie like it, yeah. it was not it was not not good yeah i think um, iron eagle did come out the same year as top gun like you would think mm-hmm. that it was like a a like a because top gun was so successful they made this but no it came out the same i think it came out yeah. the same year had uh, i remember at the same time. yeah i remember uh, a neighbor and i used to watch this movie and there was a point that we rewound a hundred times because we were kids uh where the guy is like he's i can't who's the main jonathan who's the main guy in iron eagle uh, well, besides Louis Gossett, no. it's Louis Gossett huh? Jr. Or are you talking about the other guy? The pilot, actual pilot it's in there, Jason Gedrick, maybe? Yeah, something yeah, like that. that. It is Jason Gedrick. That's it. Nice. He's pull. on the bed and he's like, he's like, I'm just saying, I'm ready. That's all. And Louis Gossett's like, you ain't ready for shit, boy. We just kept <laughs> rewinding it back and forth. <laughs> this is some more. This is so it, things when you're a kid, man. Just, just, just connect. That's the thing. Most of mine would be like stuff I just liked as a kid, like the Police Academy movies. I used to think those mm-hmm. were funny. Now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, these are terrible and and also very inappropriate for anyone to watch in any circumstance. But uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm trying to think of something from, in the last like 20 years. That, I'm going to draw from a very obscure well here when i was a kid i watched transylvania six five thousand in theaters and i thought that was a funny movie speaking of jeff goldblum um uh, i thought that was a funny movie and then like saw it i don't know 20 years later or something i was like this movie is terrible great theme song though yeah yeah absolutely oh man if we're we're talking about kids the problem is i don't go back and watch them but one that i love to watch with my family was surf ninjas Oh, oh my god, god. Ernie my wife loved i mm-hmm. love that movie but i wonder how it would be now i don't i, I don't doubt think it's it would bad. be bad it's terrible it's probably terrible i, I will say knives scary... oh sorry when you said money can't buy knives once <laughs> i went to a cutlery shop and i thought can i buy a knife and they said no because money can't buy knives we watched that over and over we're like oh that's so funny <laughs> like it's one of the only movies i can quote I, that's shameful Mm-hmm. I do remember seeing Scary Movie opening the first Scary Movie opening yeah. night with a sold out crowd at like I don't remember where it was it was like Fountain Square somewhere like that maybe it was maybe it was uh, uh, thir- uh, Cool Springs I don't know sold out crowd and everybody was just laughing their ass off and I thought I just watched like a comedy classic. And then, like, I watched it by myself, like, nine months later and did not laugh once. That's the way comedies are a lot, especially, I mean, especially when you watch it many years from the, I mean, comedies always have that, they always very much deteriorate Mm -hmm. over time. They have a half-life because, uh, because of what, you know, what they were able to get away with back in the day. So you watch stuff from 20, even 10 years ago, you're like, holy shit, you would not do that joke today. Uh, But Scary Movie, um, Scary Movie is one of those that I remember because that was that was an all time projectionist movie for me because I would always go down and 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 go into the crowd and they were just laughing and it was like the best 
that those co- comedies are like that though. You watch a movie by yourself. It's usually a comedy by yourself. There's something about being in a crowd. Why, you know, everybody's laughing. It makes a movie better. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it by yourself. It's like, Oh yeah. This some parts I don't like in this. The first time I ever saw die hard too mm. was the second time I had ever seen die hard. I had the flu. I was stuck in my apartment. I was sick as a dog and a, I won't even call her a girlfriend, but a girl that hung out with me sometimes uh, very kindly brought me some chicken soup and Die Hard and Die Hard 2 from the family video. Nice. Mm -hmm. Not Blockbuster, because we're not talking about them this year. That's right. And I had seen uh, Die Hard once. Watched Die Hard. Loved it. Now I'm even more hopped up on goofballs and cough medicine. I put in Die Hard 2. It's the best thing I have ever seen because <laughs> it is higher mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. It took a good 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Took a, took a good 10 years for me to admit that movie's not very good. It's certainly not as good as the first one. You have to overlook way more gaps, but the first time I saw it, I was like this movie and I are destined to be married and live together forever in Mexico and mm-hmm. it just, it didn't happen, but <clears throat> but that's the magic of that movie like it absolutely works. It does, even you, though it shouldn't. Like, are hopped up on something. Yeah, talk about yeah, like a sequel. Everything. A sequel that they made just, you know, just like as soon as they could, and they had no ideas what they were going to do, and it still, you know, I, I think Rennie Harlan probably affected it somehow because he's just crazy. And uh, but I, I still love that movie. Like I can watch that movie all day. It's, mm. I don't like it as much as the first one, obviously, but it it might be my favorite sequel. Although I do like Die Hard with a Vengeance a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, a, f- a very recent example of this um although i i think i do know why why i liked it but uh the green knight uh <laughs> first time i watched the green knight i thought it was amazing like i just i thought this is one of the most oh, glorious movies downhill. i've ever seen and then when i watched it again i was like this movie is nothing there is nothing in this movie <laughs> there's so much in this movie <laughs> why you gotta make jeremy cry what in the okay i realize it's slow and boring I won't take that away from you. Yeah, yeah. It takes it takes <laughs> a lot to, to, to say. How can you think it doesn't have anything to say? <laughs> oh my God! I feel like it. <laughs> Serenity now. I appreciate your answer. <laughs> um, best movie quotes from awful movies. Mm. Um, so I was just thinking about another one from my youth that I could have probably used for the last one, but this will work. Biodome is another one oh, of those God. things. Biodome. God damn it. That movie. Shit. I mean, I also watched that. And um, there's this moment when they're in the snack closet and they got really high off of, I think it was like nitrogen or something. And he like is wearing this mask and looks like a platypus. And for whatever reason, this was just the funniest thing to me. And he's just like, I'm a platypus. I'm a platypus. And so we watched that over and over again. Also in the moment, they're eating all of the food and they're like, we got chippies, we got chippies, we got lots of stuff to eat. And it's like this whole way that Polly Shore delivers it. Anyone else? Look, uh, go ahead. Chris is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> um, uh, that, that one that Raul Julia says in Street Fighter. Oh, uh, it's so good. Where he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's like, when I, when I killed your family, it was the biggest moment of your life. For me, it was just a Tuesday. 
uh, is okay. is a great line in a bad movie. Raul Julia doing his best in a very bad movie. Uh, doing a great job. It's so it's so it's. Uh, I wish we could s- still celebrate. Uh, I wish he would be around to celebrate mm-hmm. him in that movie uh, because it's one of those that I think people would bring up and be like, you know what, that movie was kind of shit, but hey, you were great in it, man. Mm-hmm. You, you elevated it. <laughs> I've got one from Batman and Robin. Is Batman and Robin oh. or Batman Forever? And they're cl- Batman and Robin are climbing up some kind of oh, fencing God. or something. Mm. And Robin puts his foot through something and goes, holy rusted metal, Batman. And mm-hmm. turns around and Robin's just like, this great. It's metal and it is rusted. And it's holy, and yes. It, it kills me. It kills me every time. Mm-hmm. By the way, oh, someone man. someone in chat said, "I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass." They live is a great. It movie, is an outstanding movie. It is not an awful movie. That is that is against the parameters of this. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned Star Trek Five earlier. I do like the "Why does God need a starship?" I've always liked that line because that is mm-hmm. a line. It's in mm-hmm. it, Shatner it's delivers line. it really well. I like how he plays that scene. It's just ridiculous. It's a good mm-hmm. line in a terrible movie. It's sort of yeah. like. That's the question, Jeremy. I'm going to stop right there. Because that's <laughs> yeah, I misunderstood the analogy. question just for clarity, but that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the uh, My Fellow Americans. <laughs> <laughs> One of the lesser Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau comedy team-ups. Um, but at the end, um, who is it? Hurd? Uh, Head? Yeah, it's John Hurd. Uh, John Hurd. He's a, a, a tangential character throughout the movie. And he says, funny thing is, everybody thinks I'm this big idiot. And it's mm. all a big facade. <laughs> I mispronounce his facade. Uh, and I laughed for probably five minutes. And that movie didn't make me laugh other than that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's my answer. Scarface has some good lines, too. Scarface, which isn't a very good movie. The remake, <laughs> the De Palma, the all I have, in, yeah, all I have I is think, word in my balls. Is that the one? It's- I think you, you and uh, I are the only one on that island, Jonathan, about Scarface <laughs> being bad. Roger Ebert did. No, like I it. hate Scarface. Oh, good, good. I thought I was on an island on that movie because, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, I know that there's like John Mulaney has a great joke about about scarface where where somebody's like uh, my favorite movies are the godfather and uh and uh, goodfellas and scarface or whatever and he's like that's like saying your best your favorite foods are steak uh you know caviar and skittles or something okay. like that Tell I, I, think, you saw... I think we'll say this scarface is responsible i think partly responsible for a lot of really good hip-hop though i will give it that because mm. it's tell me you saw the influence clip going viral on twitter today of the guy on the trivia show who's asked the only film scorsese was nominated for best director for, or best picture for mm-hmm. and he goes oh i'm terrible with films um um eight mile <laughs> <laughs> hysterical he like admits out of the gate i am out of my depth here i don't mm-hmm. know and the mm-hmm. fact that he named an actual movie oh sorry the derail captain tonight, but that was reminded of that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Somebody in chat mentioned the line in Deep Water where Tracy Lett says, Goddamn autocorrect. That is an amazing line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is an amazing line. I, I've, I've watched so much Tracy Letts in the last like week and a half. It's like, right? I didn't even know I liked this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. He's in everything. Tracy Letts is great. Yeah. He is yeah. great. And I know he's married to Carrie My answer is 
pretty much everything McKenna Grace says in Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's um, a good call. <laughs> but especially where, what is it? Um, do you know what cigarettes and hamsters have in common? <laughs> and the answer is like they're completely harmless until you light it on fire and stick it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the I like the grasshopper joke too. Like you know, you have a drink named Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's so good. Like her yeah. delivery is so good on that stuff. What's the what um, is what's the one where it ends like it's shh, like that? It's like yeah. what is a fish? What do you call thing? fish with no eyes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple people have mentioned that goddamn time traveling robots always covering up their goddamn tracks from Terminator Genesis, uh, and that yeah. definitely qualifies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I was laughing for a good minute when he said that. So funny, and that movie yeah. was so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do a couple more. Um, let's. Uh, how about this one? Let's go, go off movies for a second. Not movie related, but any new or lesser known music recommendations. For an oh. upcoming ten-hour road trip, where where are you going, Jeffrey? I can't. I mean, I have no <laughs> idea where you're coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, the aforementioned Harry Styles song, which will get you three and a half minutes through your journey. I have previously on Recotopia recommended the brand new Casey Musgraves album that mm-hmm. will take at least another hour. Uh, and now I will step back and let others contribute. <laughs> I, I, this isn't super new, but there's a band I've recently discovered uh, called Silent Theory. Uh, they've only had three albums. Their first one was like in 2010, 2011. That one's not great, but they're, they did one in like 2016 that's awesome. And then they just did one, I think, last year that's also very awesome. Uh, they're very much, it's it's rock. I, I mean, it's it's not quite metal, but it's more just hard rock. But it's, uh, I don't know, I've just really, they've grown on me. I've been listening to those albums pretty much mm. nonstop when I've chosen music lately. So, I know that uh, both Jeremy and I uh, recently got into Cautious Clay. This guy is yes! awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, I, and, and uh, you know, I, I feel like there's probably, we're probably like super late on that, on that train or whatever, but like, it, 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 that stuff is great like it was one day i'll just let youtube run through every single one of his videos for like a whole like couple hours or whatever it's great it's great stuff there's a song that i'm hearing on uh satellite radio right now from a band called the hand in the heart that's it's called virginia virginia yeah that song is awesome oh my yeah. god i'm I, I can't get enough of that song when they play it it's so yeah. good so well layered and and everything um what kind of music is cautious clay oh boy uh ethereal acoustic pop oh cool r&b i mean it's r&b nice. but it's got a different check it out i'll send you guys a slack later when we're done with the okay. link mm-hmm. thank you uh, something I've been listening to recently, uh, it was actually something that was sent to me as a possibility for like the background of a video or something, but her name is Noga Erez, and she's an Israeli kind of hip hop-ish rapper, singer. Um, she's Whoa. absolutely incredible. There's a picture of her uh, that Danae is putting up there. He's taking my purse. Did you send Aaron. us a, like something? Did you send us something in Slack about this? Am I remembering yes. that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think I sent uh, a video of hers in Slack yeah, that I really, really love. Her new album came out last year. It is appropriately for what we do, just called Kids. Uh, <laughs> and so it does not have the ding on it, but we could put it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really, really good. She's really fun. She's really talented. And it's just like real vibe, chill, kind of fun music to listen to. So I dig it. I'm going to recommend a Donnie Benet. 
is this Australian musician. Uh, mm. I sent you guys the, the video, <laughs> very strange music video, um, song Second Dinner. Uh, it's just listen to it. Daniel's got some cool just taste. List, just listen to it. You're yeah. so close um, to like you know NYC and stuff, but you get a lot of interesting uh, people that come out there. So that's, oh yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, I mean, I could recommend a lot of different songs. Uh, probably one of my favorite bands, probably for like the past five or six years, has been this band called Starfucker, mm. which is the music is not as edgy as that sounds. I don't know if I was allowed, <laughs> am I allowed to say that on this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes goddammit, Daniel, swear. God. <laughs> so I recommend everything that they have. Um, yeah, the, and uh, uh, neoclassical, if you're into it, uh, Olafur Arnolds from uh, Iceland. He's an Icelandic musician. Nice. Yeah, I feel like everybody's gonna need to like uh, on this on our Slack channels needs to lay down all the tracks that they're listening to right now because that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any others before we move on to what might be the final question of the night? Cautious clay. Uh, final question from Crimson. Question: Has Danae found the snack room yet? Uh, <laughs> mm, that's the mm. final question. We'll see y'all later. Have a good night. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. She knows where it is. It is impenetrable. It's um, a big deal. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's fictional. First of all, it's right by the water cooler. Yeah, <laughs> by the fictional water cooler. The key is fictional. The lock is fictional. Uh, it's the Worthington Three Thousand from uh, Italian mm. Job. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there is no snack room in reality, and Danae may never get the key. But if she does, you will be the first to know. It's weird that me and Daniel were let in on day one, and you're still holding this over Danae. <laughs> That's funny, because you weren't supposed to tell her. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I awesome. think that'll wrap it up. Love you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park